0: Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 115 of Discovered Wordsmiths. Today I have Chris Denmead on and Chris has done something fun and unique. He took the Bram Stoker classic of Dracula and rewrote it with gender swapping all the roles and he turned it into a graphic novel. So I was really interested in this because I love vampire stories. I've been involved in a vampire anthology, which should be coming out this October. Uh, And um, they're they're just one of my favorite reads. Uh, I've enjoyed reading Dracula and uh, the sequel and prequel that Dacre has done with J.D. Barker and uh, others. So uh, it was a, a fun talk. Uh, it was nice to hear about this. And if you're interested in graphic novels, if you like vampires, this would be a good one to give a try. So here's Chris. Well, Chris, welcome to Discovered Word Smiths. You said you're feeling a little under the weather today. Sorry about that. Hope, hope you get better here. It's June. So before we talk about your book, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you like to do outside of writing, hobbies, that type of thing.
2: I live in Massachusetts in the Middlesex County area. I've been a writer for probably a decade, you know, over a decade, including poetry as well, and uh, at least going back to when I was like nineteen now. And I've also been a uh, the host of a radio show in Worcester, Mass, for the last fifteen years.
1: Oh, nice! What's the radio show about?
2: Called Radio of Horror.
1: What? 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 What do you do on it? What's it about?
2: It's called Radio of Horror. It's a horror-themed radio show. Directors, actors, writers, uh, musicians uh, come on the show. We interview them. Okay, cool. Plus playing music as well because it is a, a broadcasting show on the dial.
1: All right. And do you have any special hobbies or anything you do outside of your writing and podcasting that?
2: That's taken up so much of my time. I mean, I ride my motorcycle. I'm not sure that's really a hobby. I guess some people consider it to be a hobby, and I'm a c- avid comic book collector.
1: Who's your favorite comic book series?
2: That's... I don't know if I have a favorite series. Things have like been up and down and crazy in the comic book industry, but spider mans I'll just say Spider-Man is my favorite comic book character. So I
1: agree. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> He's been my favorite forever. My son works at a comic store, so I hear all the news.
2: I don't have one specific book that's my favorite, I guess. I did, but again, it's been ebb and flow, so I would just say Spider-Man when okay. people ask me that. Cool.
1: All right, so you said you've been writing since 19. What made you want to start writing?
2: Excuse me. I just, I guess, probably like creative freedom. Okay. And you said I don't have a really great answer for that question when I get asked it. You know, I don't, I don't have an answer for it. <coughs> okay. All right. You just I just write to write. I don't have any reason why I'm doing it. I don't have any like clear agenda with Blada. It's just the agenda to get the book done, and then do like the spinoffs and the expansion stuff that we're working on. But otherwise, I don't have a like a writer's agenda. You know, I'm just writing because it's freedom.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, what a lot of writers, the reason they do it, the creativity, the freedom. So I take it you're independently published, correct?
2: Yes. I have a couple things that are with publishers that are going to be coming out, but I don't want to get into what they are because they're not out yet. But a majority of my stuff isn't independently published. But the two things that are coming, I'm pretty excited about. So they're, uh, it's a, what I will say, it's a publishing company that publishes a lot of like behind the scene history of media. They're not a fiction publishing company.
1: Okay. All right. So tell us about your book. It's a vampire book, which I love vampire stories. So very interested.
2: Yes. Did you get a chance to read it?
1: Oh, uh, um, Unfortunately, with a busy work and family life, I don't really get to read all the books for the interview. So I have not yet, but it's on my list.
2: We uh, called Vlada a Dracula tale. We gender swap the cast of Dracula.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the book without giving away all the plot.
2: It's The plot is 125 years old. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of Dracula story you are familiar with, but we just take the characters and gender swap them and then add a few little tweaks to the story here and there. But the story beats of the original novel are still in there.
1: Okay. And why did you choose to write a vampire book and gender swap everybody?
2: Because nobody had done it before. Okay and you, that's that's honestly the reason why nobody had done it before and i like dracula cool i, I took upon yeah, myself to do it have,
1: have you seen the prequel and the sequel that dacre stoker had put out
2: yes i'm 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 friends with him he's been on my show before oh nice yeah i,
1: I talked to him at a writer's conference i was at cool and, yeah and very nice guy jd barker too who helped write the prequel
2: Yes, I have his book. I have their books right here next to me in my vampire library. Yeah,
1: I wanted to go to Horror Fest, hoping to get both their signatures on my book, but I wasn't able to make it. Maybe next year. So the book is the book already out.
2: Yeah, it came out two years ago.
1: Okay, and you said you've got some plans for.
2: (laughs) It came out. Sorry, it was Kickstarter two years ago. It came out last year, so okay, it's still pretty new. Okay, cool. And 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 then there's comic tie-ins and audiobooks that we did in a short film. And then there's a short story collection coming this fall.
1: Nice. And and how well received has the book been feedback from readers, especially other vampire book readers?
2: For the most part, it's been pretty positive with the, just the exception of a couple people needing to remind me that Camilla came first and Elizabeth Bathory. And I'm just like, okay, I don't care. I don't know what the point is of making that comment. I don't understand if you're just like, Needing to be heard and trolling my post because I don't care. it just seems like that's the worst thing that people will say is like, "Oh well, Dracula, just to rip off a of Camilla and so on and so forth. It's like when people see Elvira get posted about something, they want to like just swoop right in about Vampira and be like, "Oh, Elvira just ripped off Vampira, yeah, Vampira is so popular, but Elvira's been around for forty two years or whatever and 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 merchandise galore. What are you doing? Right. I just don't like the trolling comments Is the only thing I've ever had to worry about. And I have been told not to engage by my artist. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't.
1: Okay. Did you said you talked to Dacre on your radio show? Did he get a chance to read your book?
2: Ten years ago. So I don't remember a lot about it. I ah, got it. Okay. That was a long time ago. He came on the show, but I've run into him a few times. So and we're friends on Facebook.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. He's a good guy. So if you had a choice, would you rather see this turned into a movie or a TV
0: show?
2: I mean, it could go either or, but I would, definitely, I would definitely make sure that I took a hit on whatever it is the payment to the author would be so I can have some creative control.
1: Okay. I know a lot of people are interested nowadays in the streaming services, Netflix and stuff, putting it on there. I know Hugh Howie's
2: Netflix has got a Dracula thing coming on their channel. They're not going to touch me.
1: <laughs> well, others have it. But I know Hugh Howie's doing a series, uh, I forget for who. So there's a lot more interest nowadays for that type of thing.
2: Yeah, there's a Dracula series from BBC that's on Netflix. And then there's Cult of Dracula by Rich Davis. That's going to be on Netflix. So, you know, definitely would have to be somebody else.
1: Okay. If you had a choice... Disney,
2: call- Disney calls and says, we're going to make this the next Disney princess. We're going golf." I'll be like, sure. Got
1: it. Okay. Um and now
2: tell us uh, I sold myself to Disney for my creation to wipe out all my debt and help my son. Yes, I did. Uh,
1: tell us uh where we can find your book. What services is it available on and do you have a website?
2: I don't have a website, but it's on <coughs> Excuse me, it's on Etsy, Amazon and Facebook Marketplace, plus there's a lot of stores in the uh, New England area that carry it. You can go to your local comic book store and ask them to carry it, and they'll usually, you know, get a hold of me. I've had stores get a hold of me asking, "Can we get copies of that book?" You know, what's our comic book store fee? It's because it's a, it's a graphic prose novel more than a comic book, and but there are comic books that are tied into it as well. So
1: okay, and you said a lot of local stores are carrying it.
2: Local to me in Massachusetts, local to my artist Ken Hunt. He's the illustrator for the entire thing, plus the the, the second comic book that we did. Plus, he and I are working on the hardcover right now. So uh, he lives down in the Maryland, Pennsylvania, D.C. area, Virginia. So there's a lot of stores down there that carry it. And then a lot of stores up here in Massachusetts and a couple, you know, in the other states like Rhode Island and New Hampshire that carry it as well. But if you have a hard time trying to get it at those, you know, any stores, Silver Moon Comics, Vamp Fangs and Salem. Those are the two biggest ones I would go to. Okay. Magic Box, Harrison Comics, that's entertainment. Death Entertainment, Worcester—they carry it. Okay, but uh, I would uh, also again go to Amazon or Etsy. All
1: right, and you said you have a c- connected short story collection coming out this fall.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of people working on it. Like six short stories connected together by various writers and artists. Um, they're they the short story collection will be like maybe six to, <coughs> excuse me six to eight pages per sto- short story.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so Chris, let me ask this. For you personally, oh, wait, I also have another question. You said you have it up on Etsy. Why would you choose to put it on on Etsy? That's unique.
2: There's a lot of books on Etsy. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people selling, you know, what you'd find on, like, Amazon or eBay for used books on Etsy. But, (coughs) excuse me, there's a lot of creative-owned products on Etsy, so it's a good place to go to, and since it's a very secure site, I've never heard of them having any kind of, you know, bad reputation for you know, security issues with their site. So, and it's on Facebook Marketplace is a place people sell to, but it's very difficult. Thankfully, it's also on Amazon digitally and as the book itself. And then the hardcover will be on Amazon soon too.
1: Okay, are you finding uh, good success on Etsy?
2: More or less here and there. James Duval just ordered a couple copies of my book. Oh. You know who that is?
1: No, I don't even recognize the
2: name. Sorry. He was Frank the he was Frank the Rabbit in uh, Donnie Darko.
1: Oh, cool. Wow, nice! You should have him sign one, get it sent back to you.
2: Yeah, we. Were, he just came on my show, so I just. I'm sorry, I just interviewed him, so it's sitting in the can right now. I took the night off last night for for my show because of just how I was feeling.
1: Oh, okay. So let me ask you, Chris, what are some of your favorite books and authors?
2: I'll name one, just in particular. That'd be. Let's see if I can pull it out. That'd be John Belair's. All of the illustrations in this, and by illustrations, I just mean the front and back cover and the inside front piece, are all done by Edward Gorey. And John Belairs is—I've always said—is my favorite author of all time. He was—he uh, lived here in Massachusetts. His all of his books are written in post World War II New England. You know, Gorey lived in Massachusetts. Um, Belairs died in 1991, and Gorey, of course, died in 2000. So, but uh, I love all of—I have most of John Belairs' novels. So, okay good and the house with the clock in its walls was a movie that was turned that was a hollywood movie based on one of his books a few years ago yeah
1: i remember the movie
2: okay yeah that's one of that's a john Bellairs novel nice did you like the movie based on the book i did for the most part i wish it would have been darker but i understand why they had to go as light as they did it's just funny that eli Roth was the director of it and he couldn't go as dark as he probably could with it so but they obviously needed to appeal the kids and stuff you know there was no harry potter prequels out quite you know they were Lighting up the box office quite yet so those are great novels that hollywood should look into to making every one of them into a movie because they're they're great and the artwork by gory is amazing but in terms of like comic book writers for other you know people i inspire to be jack dallas ketchum do you know who that was
1: no i don't recognize that one
2: he wrote the girl next door along with a dozen other horror and thriller novels he died in 2018 of cancer but he was a uh, a big guiding force in my life. He'd probably been my most guest on the show, but yeah, third round of cancer, unfortunately did him in. but uh, he was a New York times best-selling author. That was pretty well regarded by a lot of people. And I like Stephen King, of course, too. Tim Seeley. He's a comic book writer. I, I do a podcast about one of his comics and he did a cover for me for Vlada, very parody cover of tomb of Dracula. tomb of Dracula was a Marvel comic book series right. that blade came from.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah comic book store my son works at they've got a couple key issues up on the wall that one that's
2: yeah probably the biggest key issue is probably tomb of dracula number 10 it's the first appearance of blade right, yeah and it's gone up a lot in value because the the hype the movie is slowly building up right yep
1: okay and you mentioned a couple stores that your book is carried at besides carrying your book do you have a f- comic or bookstore that you like to frequent
2: yeah that's entertainment the hall of comics that's entertainment in worcester excuse me, the hollow comics in Southborough bedrock comics in, uh, in Natick, silver moon comics in Salem, as well as Harrison comics. And then of course there are stores that carry my book that are not comic book stores like vamp fangs. Vamp fangs is a vampire boutique goth clothing store.
1: Oh, cool. Nice. All right. So before we move on to some author stuff, tell everybody if they, you know, ran into you on the street or something, what you would tell them if they said, well, why should I get your book and read it?
2: Well, I need to find out what they're into first. I mean, I know my book is not for everybody, so I definitely would want to find out what they're into, because if you're not into vampires, you're not going to touch my book. Right.
1: Okay. So those that are, what would you tell them?
2: It's a unique take on an old classic. That's why you should get it. It's not the same old spoon-fed story.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for telling us about the book. I love vampire stuff, so it sounds really great.
0: Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe, sometime in the near future, it might be you.